everyone and welcome back to another episode of Own the Feels brought to you in partnership with Love Better where we are doing our damnedest to help us break up better. This means owning whatever we're feeling and learning how to deal with it and today we are talking about reclaiming your identity. Now when you go through a breakup, Liv, I feel like one of the, I mean, I feel like we say this every week, one of the hardest things, something that you all wrote into us about, but truly something that is incredibly like destroying to yourself, like, and how you perceive yourself is the fact that you've intertwined your life with this person and then you have to try and unravel it and figure out what bits of you are still there. Spoiler, all of you is still there, but what bits of you, you know, have you have you felt like you've lost a little bit? Or- yeah, I feel like this is when you're past the immediate breakup and then suddenly you're left with yourself and your own life and you're kind of picking up the pieces of who you are without them. Yeah. And also how they've changed the way that you see yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that that's also quite common in a breakup and you can hear a lot of shit about yourself that you may not think is true or is really confronting. So we're going to go into that today. Yeah, love one thing that we got in the responses a lot was a lot of people just saying that they didn't know who they were without this person. So, you know, feeling like you've lost yourself in in something, but specifically in a breakup or in a relationship is very, very common. And the loss of identity that you can feel is, to me, and again, this is kind of from the outside looking in as someone with like an incredibly strong sense of self, I feel like this is one of the saddest and probably the hardest parts to deal with of a breakup because if you don't know yourself it's just hard to do any inner work. You know, it's hard to even start yeah, getting you, over this person. And you can just feel lost in life in general. And if they were your kind of lifeline to cling on to in yes. terms of, oh, I'm this person because I'm with this person and we do this and we do yes. that, then it probably means that it's really good for you to have this time to figure yourself out. And sometimes a breakup can be the catalyst of that, which is quite a cool thing. I was going to say, it kind of harps back to a lot of what we've been saying in the previous podcast about how you need to be putting energy into you mm-hmm. and not them. And when it comes to losing your sense of identity or feeling like you've been lost in a relationship, unfortunately, but actually fortunately, this work, it's something you have to do to find yourself again. You literally have to focus on you. I feel like it can be really jarring to know that no one can give you back to you. Like, you can't get this from anyone else. No, like, else. you can't lean on anyone else for this. Like, this is serious character building. I mean, yeah. it literally is your character that you're building rebuilding. or rebuilding. And, and, like, you can obviously go to your friends and, and your family and they will be gorgeous in helping, you know, you understand the things you used to love without this person and the way you used to feel when you would do things with them. But I think just... As a precursor to all of this, just knowing that you're not gone, like you didn't go anywhere just because your partner did. Yeah. Fuck no, you didn't. Like that, you may think that, but it's just not true. And yeah, hopefully through this episode, you will figure out maybe how to try and find the parts of you that you feel like you've lost um, because they're not lost. I thought we'd start this episode off a little bit differently because someone sent us something really beautiful um, in one of the responses and I just thought... 
it would be a nice way to start the episode. They said, I think the most profound heartbreak I felt was over the longing for a life and version of myself that I lost because I got so caught up in being in a relationship. So this is another huge part of feeling like you've lost your identity is that you wanted this relationship so bad, you feel like you poured all of you into it, maybe too much of you into it, that, you know, the the wanting for a relationship just overtook everything else in you and and you sort of grieve for the self that you lost. You do. And I think when they're talking about being so caught up in being in a relationship, from what I can infer, it sounds like it was all about the relationship rather than even the person that they were yeah. in a relationship with. And I think if you're trying to get in a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship, mm. which I think subconsciously a lot of us do because it's shoved down our throat through the media, through society. And because that, we want to avoid sometimes doing that inner work. Yeah, absolutely. That you can have someone to kind of guide you through life or help you with that, which is absolutely fine. But getting in a relationship for the sake of it can often be harder when you break up with someone because your identity was so intertwined with just being in a relationship full stop not even about the person that you were in a relationship with and it's like if you keep avoiding doing the part where you have to be on your own and do the inner work and just sort of go from relationship to relationship to to relationship I feel like you're just getting further and further away from knowing who the fuck you are which makes the breakups that much more damning because it's like this huge it feels like a huge task to have to just after maybe three breakups you feel like you've lost almost everything about you and you can just be like who the fuck am I yeah for sure it must be quite a scary thing I mean personally I haven't done that whole bounce from relationship to relationship but you do see a lot of people do it and when I first went through a breakup I could absolutely see how that happened because you kind of just want someone to fill that hole yeah because it's just too hard like thinking about all of this work that you've got to do to make yourself feel better is so overwhelming yeah and if you're like when you said that I pictured like you know someone actually missing like a huge part of them and that part should be filled back up by you by you and the things that you love to do Mm. I thought that before we get into some more stories because we actually do have some other I want to say good ones I mean they're never like good but they're quite telling they're helpful stories I thought we'd talk a little bit about what identity actually is because it's way more than just what you look like and what you're interested in or where you grew up. I mean, these things help form your identity, right? But it can even be in just the really mundane things in life, how you operate, how you think, what your values are, what you find, you know, lights your fire. Yeah, what your rituals are during the day. And so when you get a partner... It really makes sense that you start to share these things because it can be one of the like great parts about having someone else in your life. If you're ready for that and you feel like you know yourself like super well and then you get someone else and it adds to your life in a big way, naturally you want to start sharing these rituals. You want to start sharing the things that you like to do and seeing if they'd like to do it with you. But then sometimes it can feel like you start sharing your identity. And Liv, I feel like, especially throughout high school, we knew a lot of people that would get together and suddenly, like, you know, the person was really into rugby and then so their partner was like, they never gave a fuck about rugby. And then it started off as, like, you know, supportive going and, like, watching rugby. But then it would consume their whole identity. Or or it might not have been rugby. Yeah, people would morph around each other, which is a natural part of a relationship. But when you go too far and, like, oh, my God, like, you had kind of made... Maybe a little bit of an empty, yeah, empty sense inside you. 
you about like who you were, what you wanted to be. And then you get a new partner who's super into rugby. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, this can be the thing. This yes. can be what I like. This and is my new thing. Yeah, absolutely. Based on, Based on them. Yeah. So things like your friends and your home and even how you spend your time and, and like your hobbies and your money, this all can become quite intertwined because you really want to share it with your partner it makes sense, but it just means that, yeah, if you do have that sort of empty sense of self a little bit, it can make the breakup just devastating. You're losing them, you're losing you, and I don't know. Maybe some things that used to feel really safe to you or really comforting don't feel like they're yours anymore. Yeah, I think that would be a really hard thing is if you found something together with your partner yes. and then suddenly every time you do it, it reminds you of them and maybe when you're not you know, healed from that breakup. Yeah. It can just be like a minefield of all of these things in your life that you used to do and now everything's reminding you of like pain or like the happy times, which in comparison to where you are is really hard to deal with. And that's also really hard because imagine, say you use painting as your form of therapy or your form of coping and then you get in a relationship with someone and then you start painting together. Mm. And so this thing that used to be your actual coping mechanism is now fully like you were saying like reminds you of your ex and so you need to work on reclaiming your relationship with that hobby on your own and not letting it remind you or hurt you in that way which is why losing your fucking identity is like not something to be taken lightly not at all and like throughout your life you'll lose your identity and find it again even not just through breakups but I think breakups is a very sudden way to lose who you were it's not this sort of gradual like I'm not quite sure what I'm doing yeah it's like suddenly something's been taken away from you yeah now again if you don't want to take mine and Liv's words for it um, we do have some research by a psychologist called Arthur Aaron and his colleagues And their work showed that when people are in close relationships, their self becomes intertwined with their partner's self, which we've been talking about. But in other words, we begin to think of a romantic partner as part of ourselves, confusing our traits with their traits, our memories with their memories, and our identity with their identity. And I think this is really interesting because... The confusing our memories with their memories mm. is like a huge thing. Maybe you felt a type of way when you guys were do- when you were doing something together, and they felt a different way. But they have been telling the story or reminding you of that time you went and did that thing. And even if maybe you didn't like it and it wasn't up your alley, they liked it so much that you start being like, oh, yeah, that was really fun. That's yeah. something I like doing. I think that happens quite a lot. And, like, obviously you go and do shit and then you debrief with your partner and then you've always got their opinions yes. and their thoughts about something in your head, which, again, is a beautiful thing yeah. if you already know yourself. And yeah. I think when you're young, you there's no way that you actually really know who you are because you haven't been through these experiences that build your sense of identity. And so a breakup can be a really, I know for me, it was a real touchstone of like kind of who I am and how I Mm. act and how I am in relationships because I just learned a lot of the ways that I was isn't who I would want to be now. And then the consequences of that came out in the breakup and shoved it in my face like, oh, you were doing this, this and this that maybe at the time you actually didn't think like were bad things or like were hurtful or things like that like and now you look back at your behavior and I think it's just made allowed my identity to grow and change in a really positive way yeah and like we keep saying it can be a really beautiful part of the relationship but but when when you do have that I feel like what you were talking about just then Liv was like 
when you have an experience with them and you're sort of doing shared reflection on mm. that experience and if they're more dominant in the way they feel or they know themselves a bit better or they're just louder and more open and more willing to share how they felt about that experience and you're not quite there, then their reflection of that whole whatever you went and did together or the whole relationship becomes yours. Mm. And so you're just kind of – it just makes sense that even though it's such a nice part of being in a relationship – you can lose yourself because you're different people and you're gonna you probably will find that what they think maybe rubs off on you a bit too much. Yeah. Just before we get into a few more stories, I found this really interesting. Again, this is from a psychological study, but the study showed that after reflecting on a breakup, people tended to use fewer unique words to describe themselves when writing a self-description of themselves. So before the breakup, they'd be able to describe themselves in a bunch of unique and interesting words. And then after the breakup, you know, they couldn't think of as many words to describe themselves that were separate from their partners, which is really telling. Telling. Very, very telling. And then for the first story, I think this is quite a relatable one because it's about being the chill person in the relationship and being the chill person that you thought your partner wanted, even though, you know, there is you do not get an award for seeming or being chill. It is something that a lot of people aim for, a lot of girls aim for, because we're kind of told that that's the way to be without interrupting yes. life or yes. making things hard for people. And and being chill isn't really a personality trait. No. It is just... It's like repressed yes. personality. Yeah. It's like a manifestation of all the things we've been told not to be, like loud or argumentative or like we're going to kick up a fuss for saying what we want. Opinionated. Yeah. Anything that actually has some sort of substance to it. Yeah. So, so if you feel like you've been sort of put into this box of having to be a chill person, which basically means your partner can get away with murder then maybe maybe you are needing to go away and find your sense of self. Yeah, and this story is interesting because this is sort of how someone actually molded their identity in the relationship yes. and then how that manifested afterwards. And um, whereas a lot of the time we will be talking about kind of how your identity changes once you break up with someone, but you can really see how this actually begins in the relationship. Yes. So this person says, I didn't get my first big love until I was 23 years old. One week after I turned 23 and one month after moving to the big city from my small city, I was out of town after watching a drag queen competition when I met my soon-to-be partner. I remember turning around on the dance floor and looking up to see the biggest smile. We danced and we sang at each other until the clubs closed and I went home with them. The next day, they encouraged me to push out my brunch plans to stay with them giggling in bed. They drove me to brunch, singing along loudly to the radio. They asked me for my number and texted me that afternoon. I had never felt anything like it, and I was completely unprepared for the entirely new language of love I was about to discover. In the beginning, my now ex told me that they liked that I was so chill, and that one word then became the personality I tried to maintain for the entirety of our 12-month relationship. When they didn't reply to texts for 72 hours, I was chill. When they would go out on a Saturday and sleep until 4pm on a Sunday when we had planned to see each other, I was chill. When they sent one text to explain that the Tinder account that my friend found of them was just one that their workmates made for fun and it wasn't anything serious, I was very upset, but I got the sense that they might try to break up with me, so I was chill again. 
In the end, I think this unhappy pattern of being chill with things that caused me great pain and anxiety would have continued much longer if they hadn't slept with their workmate. They'd been working late, only a three-minute drive from where I lived, yet somehow managed to go to drinks at someone else's flat and sleep with a different smiley blonde girl. It's helpful to look back on and feel proud of the person I am in my new relationship and feel grateful for the lessons learnt in my last. When I reflect back on our relationship, I mostly feel sad for the fact that I didn't show them my real self and my fear of losing a beautiful, sweet, smart and silly person stopped me from honouring what would truly make me happy. I think this is one of the hardest things in a relationship is to be fully yourself with all of the shit parts of yourself and still know that you're going to be loved by this person. And I think that this is the cause for a lot of breakups because people can't show themselves Mm. because of all of the pressures that we have in today's life. And it's so understandable. And I think that is so relatable for a lot of people. And it shows, again, that like being forced to break up, they had to confront these feelings. And as they said... They don't know how long this would have gone on for. I know. And so as we were talking about before, breakups can be this huge positive positive force. thing um, if you can look at it that way because they were forced to go and do some introspection and then now they're in a different relationship where they feel much more themselves, which is an amazing thing. But they probably wouldn't have been able to do that if they hadn't have gone through this experience. And I love that they realised – I love the way that this was written, actually. Mm. I love the way that they could give examples of the time where they had to be the chill person when they never once went into the relationship and said, I am a chill person. It was the way they reacted to one thing. Their ex-partner then said, like, that they loved how chill they were. And suddenly that became their whole identity, which, like, it wasn't even their choice to make it that I wonder if they felt relieved when that breakup happened and they were now able to fully express themselves as they are or whether that was a real process as to getting that person back and even remembering like what they how they would have responded Mm. if there wasn't that pressure to be chill on them I I feel like because it seems I mean as they said they broke up and it turned out to be a really good thing but Mm. it could have gone on for longer the longer it would have gone on the least they would have been able to come out of the relationship and see how their original self had changed. Like, Mm -hmm. that happens. If you're in it for too long, you actually do just forget what you were like, which is heartbreaking. Which is really heartbreaking when the relationship is pushing you in a direction that is negative for your sense of self. Because I think there's some relationships um, that do that. And then what you're aiming for is a relationship that allows you to express yourself and find new avenues of yourself mm. and feel safe to do that with someone. Um, and I think that's a real telltale sign of a good relationship. And when you should maybe break up with someone is if you're losing your sense of identity yeah. and you can you can feel that you're trying to navigate the way that you should react to things Um in accordance to them. Yes. Which is why it's so fucking hard when you're so young and you Mm -hmm. are getting into relationships and you don't have the education, one, on how to deal with the breakup and still remain yourself, but also you haven't had time to do that inner work and figure out who the fuck you even are. So then you might be like, well, I just am this chill person, but I have all of this resent and that's who I am. And it's like, no. You're neither of those. You're neither of those people. Like, You've got resentment because in your head, the person that you're with is 
gonna leave you yeah. if you actually express yourself, which is, is repressing a, the such, parts of you. Yeah, so repressing and a real red flag. Yeah, and such a hard cycle to one be in and two mm-hmm. get out of. The next story we have is actually quite heartbreaking and I think not that uncommon. It's about being rejected because of who you are as a person, Mm. which is kind of like the last episode where we talked about when you or your partner can't quite put a finger on what went wrong, but how unfair it can be to not even try to explain what you're feeling. Because if you feel rejected because of who you are as a person, how the fuck are you supposed to go on and try and like yourself? You can do it, but... This is, I don't know, this is just a hard, a hard story. So when I was 21, after a really difficult year, my partner, who I was head over heels for, had to have a life-threatening surgery. I remember telling my mum that if they didn't make it, I honestly didn't think that I would either. It had just been too much for one year. And to put into context for all of you, this was quite a long story and there was a, quite a bit of context about this person had gone through quite a few things in this year that would have really damaged your sense of self and your sense of the world being a good place, really. So after a month of visiting in the hospital every day and literally wiping their ass, they then go home with their mum for two weeks and I'm not very welcome there. They then start pulling away and I start clinging in all the worst ways. One day at work on the phone with them, I say, I love you, and they don't say it back. They then proceed to break up with me on the phone, telling me, I love everything about you except you. I spent months, if not years, puzzling over that breakup line. Oh, yeah, this is really confronting. I feel like, I mean, it's almost opposite to the story above where they repress themselves and then they ended up, you know, having a breakup, but they were left to rebuild their identity because they'd pushed it away. Whereas with this person, it feels like they'd opened themselves up and showed them who they were and they'd put all of this energy into their partner when they've been going through a really difficult circumstance and then they are rejected for who they are which is probably one of the most brutal things to go through oh and I feel like I can relate to this a little bit in terms of I think when you have your first relationship and you don't have any like relationship trauma behind you so you don't really know what you're getting yourself into in terms of like how open and vulnerable to be and then it's beautiful in a way because you are super open and vulnerable but then the consequence of that when someone rejects you when they're the person that knows you best is a really fucking difficult thing to come to terms with and that is something I struggled with and I was suddenly like seeing myself in a totally warped way through their eyes Mm. and through everything that they had said to me or said to other people about me that actually wasn't that true but at that time I was so upset that I was clinging on to every word that they were saying, especially the ones about me, and then feeling like I was this horrific person when I wasn't. But again, it was, if you can look at it through a positive light, it was really, really confronting. And I think it really changed the way that I treat my new relationship and am so aware of like how my actions and who I am like change people like if your behavior in a relationship isn't up to scratch and I'm not saying that this is what happened in this story at all I'm kind of going off on a bit of a tangent but it's like breaking up with someone 
and them saying that they don't like who you are. Like maybe there are bits of yourself where you could look back at and be like, well, how have I hurt that person and how have I got myself into this circumstance where they're saying things about me? It's really, really hard because there's probably some little bits of truth in there, but then it's also warped through their emotional state during this breakup yeah. and things that they have made up about you. And because they haven't communicated it, especially mm. in the story, in a way that they're giving you a bit more than saying, I just don't like who you are. Yeah. Then, of course, half of you is going to be like, right, well, what did I do that is saying, that has led them to say this? And there might be some truth in that, which is good because then you're like, they didn't like who I was because I did X, Y, and Z, and I can change that going yeah. forward. But then, because they've left it as such an open, I don't like who you are, you could just take that and, and fear enough if you do in a breakup as like, oh, well, let me just scoop out everything that makes me who I everything am. Everything about me. Flush it down the toilet and now I'm fucking empty. And that's so heartbreaking and unhelpful for yes. you and your sense of self. It's a really hard one to navigate, but it is also like one of the... Like you can come out so much yes. stronger from a situation like this and back yourself so much more because, again, as we've talked about in previous episodes, if someone can't see your value, that doesn't mean that there isn't value yeah. there. It just means you're probably with the wrong person. Yes. So don't let that – I know it's so much easier said than done, but don't let that totally crush your sense of self. And if you might be putting them on that kind of pedestal above you and then thinking that everything they're saying is true and you need to abide by it. And it's just much more nuanced than that. And you, there's nothing wrong with you. You can do the introspection and maybe think about how your behavior has affected them. But if you back yourself with who you were in that relationship, like it's such a great opportunity to build that backing. Yes. And and like we always say, especially in this one, it is about you. Yeah. It's not about them. So regardless of what they have said, you can put that to the side. Again, easier said than done. Put that to the side and just try and figure out who the fuck you are without them, which Liv, I feel like you're going to go into how we actually try and own our identity again after a breakup because we've been sort of talking around it, but yeah. now maybe maybe there's some things we can do. Oh, yeah, there are absolutely some things we can do because no matter the kind of state of your breakup, I think there's always a little bit of identity building mm -hmm. um, or rebuilding. Sometimes it's huge and sometimes it's small. But I think the first thing you need to do is actually acknowledge that there is a rebuilding phase so like going from one relationship and then instead of doing the work to be like, okay, I probably need to refill up that gap with my own self-being. Yeah. If you don't do that, you just get into another one and then get into and another then, relationship. And then this is a cycle yeah. and they chip away at yeah. your identity kind of bit by bit. And then as we talked about, you could kind of be left there in five years time with a really empty sense yeah. of self. And again, if that has happened to you, that is okay. You yeah. can rebuild that. It's never too late to rebuild We will rebuild. <laughs> we will rebuild. So that's the first thing to do. Acknowledge that there's a rebuilding phase so then you can actually go and do the work. Yeah. And that's okay. If you're not who you were a mm. year ago, two years ago, six months ago, that is okay. You don't need to be your top self at every point in your life. You're not going to be. So it's like phoenixing. Yeah, how I was going to say. You need to be in the ashes to then rise from it. Yeah. So I feel like this phase, again, and you're about to go into this, can be a like quite a fun and positive thing if you find some new things about yourself. Yeah, you like. for sure. And so that's 
the next point, Lois, is explore old parts of yourself that you may have forgotten or left behind in that relationship, but then also exploring new parts of yourself that maybe you didn't have space to do in that relationship. So that's actually quite an exciting part Mm. and like to just kind of relax into it, let yourself fail, let yourself try things that you maybe think aren't you and then move forward from there. One of the most important things to do is to commit to relying on yourself again. I think during a relationship, you're given this beautiful opportunity to rely on someone else. And that is really lovely if you don't overdo it and you don't find yourself being like Mm. emotionally codependent, um, which I think again, is something we've never been taught and is really, really hard to do. And how vulnerable do I be with someone and how much should I put on them? Mm -hmm. And then I think when you break up with someone, you can kind of see whether you were putting too much on that person. Again, as we talked about, if you got straight into another relationship, it could be a missed opportunity to rely on yourself again. So it's just about maybe going out of your comfort zone, like whatever it is that you find hard and proving to yourself that you can do it and proving to yourself that you can self-soothe as well. Like when you're upset, if if the first point of call was always your partner and you got them to make you feel better, then you need to learn how to go home or a safe space and sit there and learn to have your own toolkit in how to make yourself feel like yourself again. I think um, getting good at being alone is something mm-hmm. that we probably haven't even touched on enough in this series, And but it's really like getting good at being alone is kind of the crux of a lot of the ways that we can learn to deal with breakups better. Mm-hmm. Spending that time with yourself, we talk about it in every episode, you know, self-worth and like self-reflection, but... It's just you can't underestimate how important it is to be able to get good at being alone. And that doesn't even mean just being single for ages. That can mean like being able to take yourself to a cafe, being able to go to the beach on your own. Like, yeah, even if you are in a relationship, being able to go and do your separate things and be absolutely fine and happy with that. Yes. Because that is so, so important. Yeah, whether you're For your life. For your life. And the thing is, realistically, you're not going to be in a relationship all the time. No. And you don't want to be constantly feeling like you need to be finding that for yourself because... Or feeling nervous about what happens when it ends because you're not comfortable on your own. Absolutely, or feeling incomplete. If Mm. you go away, you have your time by yourself and then you find someone that also has done that, it's really, really helpful. Mm. But then also like knowing that if that ended, you're absolutely fine because... Like your partner should be glitter on top. Like you you should be fine and whole Mm -hmm. and then they should come and be like the cherries or the sprinkles or whatever. Yeah, you be able to raise each other up and just make life even better. Yeah. Um, But then again, like there's pros that come with being single that you don't get in a relationship and like rebuilding yourself and and enjoying that is such a powerful thing Mm. um advanced level that's advanced that is really advanced level self-acceptance and self-fun for sure but if you're nowhere near this like if you are someone who does rely on your partner for your happiness you're not a bad person it doesn't mean you're lesser than no it just means that there's actually a huge opportunity there for you to find yourself and it actually makes life so much better whether you're in a relationship or not so it would be something to really consider doing Again, if you're really struggling to heal, some breakups absolutely blow you out of the water and you actually can't heal by yourself. And that, again, is okay. It can take 
two years to heal from a six-month relationship. There's no timeline. It can take two months to heal from a two-year relationship. You just don't know. So if you are really, really struggling, do get support um, from potentially a therapist or your friends and family and talk about it. I know you might think that they're sick of hearing about it, but to be honest, if they're your proper friends, they will sit through it. (laughs) Or you know what else you could do is you could email lovebetter at lovebetteryouthline.co.nz or literally text them to 234. Honestly, and if your friends aren't feeling that type of way, but if you want just a purely objective voice, use these resources. Yeah, because like your friends probably aren't sick of it, but even if you're sick about talking to it to your friends, I know I got to that point. It was like, oh my God, I'm just like fucking wanging on. Or like they keep giving me the same advice. I get it, but I need to hear something fresh. Yeah, absolutely. Or I just need to rant. Yes. Then those resources are so, so helpful. One way that you can start rebuilding yourself is through developing daily practices Mm. and stick with them because routine, when you're in a bit of a chaotic time of your life and when you need some structure because you don't know who the fuck you are, routine really is your friend. And just knowing that this doesn't happen overnight. So it's like having those daily rituals that you can go to and you can feel very slightly better. Like they might make you feel way better. They might make you feel... Um, just this tiny bit better but when you continue doing that day after day Mm. it grows and this is different for everyone like this could be journaling yoga this could be it could be making your bed and then realizing that you've done it for a week and yeah and that's amazing absolutely it's not like planning out your entire day as in a routine like that it's like picking a little like moments of peace yeah whether that just be sat on the couch with a candle lit and just like thinking or watching tv or like yes. whatever that is that you know is your safe space making time for it yeah day. making yeah. time for it and re- literally rebuilding mm-hmm. yourself day by day this is actually how one of our audience members have started to reforge their own identity and we thought this was pretty cool so they wrote into us this i think one of the best things i did creatively to cope with these feelings was to make a zine out of it It's really tragic in a lot of ways. I'm not a poet or an artist, so I cannot imagine anyone other than myself getting pleasure out of it. But in Intrinsic motivation. Yeah, absolutely. But in learning how to process these large feelings, I started channeling them out on the pages of my journal into sad self-portraits and strange small poems. Sometime in the 2020 lockdown, six months after the breakup, I finally accepted that the relationship was very much over. I completed my zine and cried and then downloaded Hinge, which we fucking love they did the work they had something to show for it which is really cool um and they said it wasn't for anyone else it was just for them but I love that they got this moment of physically it being complete mm -hmm. and then like in their heart they felt like the relationship and maybe the process of getting over that was complete it's actually quite a beautiful metaphor I know and I think goosebumps yeah I mean as someone that loves anything creative myself Mm. I literally cannot recommend it enough and it's not about what it looks like it's not about how it comes out it's about about the process no and if you have all of these feelings of resentment towards your ex that they took you away from yourself get that out like it's okay to write fucked up shit on a piece of paper like don't judge yourself for it it's not it's not dramatic like it just is what happens when you go through a breakup you can experience more emotion than you've ever felt and you might not know what to do with it so any sort of creative outlet it literally gets it out of your body out of your mind and onto something else and don't worry about how the fuck it turns out and I really love that we could end this podcast with someone that has literally 
lost their identity, told us how to get it back, and then got it back. I just think that is such a beautiful and brave thing. Again, a huge thank you to everyone that has written in to us, shared their stories with us. This podcast would not be what it is without you, and you've made it so much fuller, richer, and realer than – is realer even a word? But more real than it – could have been without you. So much more authentic. Yes. And it's just so great having other people's stories to show that this is universal. So universal. Every topic that we've covered is really relevant to pretty much anyone going through a breakup. So you're not alone. There are going to be really hard feelings that you have to try and get on top of, but you definitely can with the right tools. And a huge thank you to Love Better for making Own the Feels possible. And look, if you do feel like you're sick of talking to your friends about it or sick of talking to your family about it or just need, you know, to get it out in an email or a text, please do either email lovebetter to lovebetter at youthline.co.nz or text lovebetter to 234 and they'll be there for you. They'll help you out. It's great that we have these resources, so we've got to use them. We absolutely do, Liz. Thank you so much for being here with us, guys, and thank you for your stories. Bye.